action, not canon. Ignore it. Theories? Theories based on wild speculation. I'll miss these crazy theories. Oh. Non-canonical, non-canonical. And speculate wildly. Actually, you're speculating. Neither canonical nor comical. The Infinite Potato Alliance brings you... Unmarred by additional canon. So non-canonical. What's your head? Cannons, people. Welcome to the inaugural episode of What's Your Head Cannon, the podcast where we answer the question the writers couldn't be bothered with. Let's start with a bit of an introduction because this is the first one. Several months back, I was listening to another Star Trek podcast, Mission Log. I highly recommend it. Listen to it after you finish this one and that Star Trek podcast. Uh, I want to say it was covering Voyager uh, Season 3, Episode 21, Before and After, where Cass is kind of going through her whole life, you know, right before her death and even before her birth. It was kind of weird. Uh, and in that podcast episode, they caught the holographic doctor eating or drinking. And I went and checked through the episode right at the end. He drinks some champagne. And one of the hosts asked, when the doctor eats or drinks, what happens to it? And they talked a little bit about that very briefly. But it got me thinking, what would happen to anything he ate? And then that whole morph the idea morphed into what would other people come up with to explain things like that? So what would be your headcanon? Thus, a new podcast was conceived. So our premise is, I've given our panelists the question ahead of time so they can put together their theory. They'll share it, we can ask some clarifying questions, and kind of vote on if we find it plausible or don't buy it. We may find all of them plausible, we may have all come up with the same thing, whatever. So speaking of our panelists, let's see who we've got here today. We've got two of the mainstays of that Star Trek podcast, look it up on the Infinite Potato Alliance. Uh, Host of the aforementioned That Star Trek podcast and artist extraordinaire at PlanetRiseCreative.com is Scott Madison. Hello. And host of Moon Show, a For All Mankind podcast, also on the Infinite Potato Alliance. And author, is that going to be the correct term there? Sure. A concise recap of Star Trek episodes on SuperAnemic.com, Neek Yeager. Hello. Hi to both of you. I'm going to be our host or moderator, Tom Madison, and I believe laughing is the best calorie burner, which might explain my waistline. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't have a lot of joy in your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as mentioned, our first question is, if or when the holographic doctor on Voyager eats, what happens to it? So, randomly picked. But, of, but before oh. we get into that, before okay, we yes. get into that, because you said that the mission log people said that there was an episode where the doctor's drinking champagne, but didn't he specifically say that it was holographic champagne? Well, going back to that episode, I, I they were on the holodeck. They were in, as mission log calls it, Club Bro Med, the tropical resort that Neelix created. But we're trying not to focus on the holographic part. So, I, and 
I mean, I'm still on board with the premise. I'm just saying yeah. in that episode, like we never see the doctor actually eat or drink. He only drinks holographic champagne. And the only episode where he does get the chance to eat or drink is when he's in the body of seven. And that was like a, a revelatory experience for him, right? To actually taste things. Because prior right. to that, he never had. Now, I might have gotten that episode wrong. Um, the mission log one, I thought there was one where he's at a party on uh, in the mess hall. But even that. then, even then, it's still holographic champagne. Still holographic champagne. So, I mean, I'm going by like, you know, 20-year-old memories at this point. So it's not like I'm the authority on all things Voyager. But that's how I remember it. But anyway, we can move on to the premise now. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> Odo had his thing about being able to eat. He was actually, or drink, he was drinking himself, which mm -hmm. is kind of disturbing if you really get into it, but, or it was just like, a, you know, sleight of hand, almost mm. literally. Yeah. Um, so we're still going along with the question of if he's, he's in an environment, he wants to fit in, he's going to eat. How would, uh, how would that be taken care of? Yeah. So what's your head canon for the holographic doctor eating gut? I think, and I feel like my response is going to be fairly like simplistic. It's kind of like the, uh, the easiest path between premise and theory is just a simple straight line. Um, to illustrate how simple and how straight line this theory is, uh, I was telling my girlfriend about the premise of this podcast just a couple hours ago. And I told her what the question was going to be for this episode. And she came up with a, a one sentence version of this explanation within moments. And she okay. is not the biggest Trekkie you've ever met. <laughs> okay. So having all that, preamble to excuse my my simplistic answer now i have to assume that if he were to uh imbibe or eat anything that is not a holographic beverage that's made on the holodeck if he's in the mess hall and he wants to you know have a bite with his crewmates as you said to fit in then his holographic body which is you know it it is a hologram, but it's solid. It will carry that around for however long it needs to, to carry it around. At which point, when the time is right, the ship, as it does with any uneaten food that is put back into the replicator or dishes that are put back into the replicator or waste extraction, it will convert whatever he has ingested into energy. It will unmake it the same way that it made it because whatever he's eating almost certainly came out of the replicator because I don't see the doctor being first in line for whatever Neelix cooks up from their last foraging trip on a previous away mission. No Leola roots too. No, no, he's not going for that. He, he's, he's far too refined. He listens to opera for crying out loud. Um, so yeah, it, whatever he eats will simply be um, broken down, converted back into energy, and the ship will reclaim it. So is he going to be carrying it around for a while, or is it going to just take it as soon as he ingests it? I 
I amuse myself by imagining that he would carry it around with him until he returned to sickbay, which is outfitted with, you know, with hollow emitters there. And there's probably an easy way. Maybe. Okay. I'm expanding the head cannon. He has, I'm certain. Yeah. The doctor has an office, right? In, in sickbay. He has an office. Yes. Don't please don't extend it to a holographic toilet. Oh, that's absolutely what he's going to do. Not <laughs> not necessarily one that he has to sit down at, but he will he, he will install a essentially a transporter, a a replicator, dereplicator. He will a way where all I have to do is make it back to sickbay and then the machinery that I have installed will convert this food into energy. It will just absorb it. And what's funny is what I'm picturing, if he eats in the mess hall and he's walking back to sick bay and the mobile emitter fritzes out, then you're just going to have food hit the floor. Just a little pile of food next to a hollow emitter because he didn't make it back to dematerialize the food. <laughs> All right. So I'm picturing the doctor, you know, hands clasped behind him, running down the hall with a emitter <laughs> get into sick bay. So. All right, Neat, do you find that one plausible? His whole yes, theory? absolutely, because my head cannon is very similar. Okay, I mean, I basically think that yeah, there are two possibilities. He ingests the food, and it immediately just plops right out of him, like it just you know it it is not visible for a while while it's in his throat, but then it just goes. He doesn't have the internal anatomy of a human, or so we assume. So it would just sort of like, you know, go right down. And so it would just plop down from the same place, you know, you would assume it would from a human. And it would just, you know, land at his feet. Or, like Scott says, he would carry it around with him. And then, you know, he goes to sick bay or whatever. And then someone says, you know, computer, deactivate the EMH. And then all of a sudden you see like an apple plop down onto the ground. And that would be funny, actually, <laughs> especially <laughs> if it's like, presumably if he ate it, he was like chewing it up. So it could be, it would be like masticated food on the ground. And then they would have to like call Neelix to clean it up. Cause you know, they'd make Neelix clean that up. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even if they have robots to do it, they'd be like, uh, Neelix, there's been a spill in sick bay. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw the Voyager version of Lower Deckers with, in one episode, but I don't think they were dumped on quite as you know bad enough to be the janitors, you know, for, <laughs> or it, waste extraction. So. It, it, is that the episode where where Tuvok was trying to train them up to be like actual worthwhile officers rather than just turd bags? That's not bad. I was thinking the one with the. Um, the lost sheep. Um, there were like three officers that Janeway hardly knew at all and had like kind of underperforming um, evaluations and took mm -hmm. them out on on a, a mission. Oh, okay. So it was a Janeway trying to connect with the little people and not the Tuvok with these guys into shape because they're bothering everyone. Yeah. All right. But I, I do like the idea of, of them calling Neelix it. So. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, the food is not digested, so it's like, it's still good. Neelix, you can reclaim it. It it was an apple. Now it's applesauce. Make a a side dish. Still good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I do have a clarifying question for for Neek. The the first part of your theory, uh, saying that he would, you put it in his mouth, you chew it up, but then it would just go straight to the floor. So you're imagining that the only part of him that's tangible is is just his face as he's eating the food but the rest of his body is intangible so the food just falls straight to the floor no i mean indeed that's silly like it does i think it does make more sense that he would just carry it around with him because he can pick up objects right Mm -hmm. so you know like was it sean who said it in the message that you know holograms are sort of a combination of you know holographic technology and transporters and uh tractor beams and Mm -hmm. so you know, whatever it is that makes this technology viable also allows a hologram to manipulate real objects. So indeed, I think I think he would carry it around with him. But I still think that, yeah, as soon as he de- dematerialized, the food would just drop to the floor. But I also completely buy your explanation that the food would be... Um, replicated if you will it would it would be um, reconstituted by the replicator technology into energy that also makes sense mm-hmm. yep i i'm finding uh both of them plausible scott do you find neat do you buy it no absolutely I, yeah. it's pretty much the same like i said we're all come up with the same mine is head cannon has always been the uh pretty much the same um there was a early episode where the doctor was trying to demonstrate how uh, he had that consistency uh, or the physical impact because of uh, force fields. Oh, his tangibility. Yeah, thank you. Tangibility. I, yeah, I, I, I was already picturing this scene when when Neek was talking about him being able to to hold stuff. I said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. If if I'm remembering it correctly, he tells Tom Paris to slap him, and Tom's hand just goes right through his face. And then the doctor hits the button and says, all right, now I'll do it to you and smacks him up in the, across the, the face. Mm-hmm. Am I remembering that scene correctly? Yes, I yes, you are. It. It's not more headcanon. So, uh, I can't so remember this- which one was first. I think that the doctor might have slapped Tom first and then, and then pressed a button and said, now you slap me. And okay. just passed right through it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, same idea. The force fields, it would contain it. Um, he deals with it later. I wasn't going into... Uh, I, my head cannon stopped about that point. So, um, I would like to see, though, the Sylvester the Cat style. You know, when the cartoon character drinks a ladle from the, the water barrel after a shotgun blast and just like a sprinkler. Right. Or, <laughs> Sprays out of him like an, a leaky, ugly bag of mostly water. <laughs> or <laughs> the other one I picture is a very, very, very early Simpsons Halloween special. Homer dies, returns to Earth to carry out a good deed as a ghost. He's walking out of the Quickie Mart with a, a slushy. He takes a sip. Flop, someone walks by, flips the balls in it. And I mean, they continue that gag for like three people falling on their butts on squishy dropped on the, the pavement. So, 
I, I like to say that a plausible. Well, yeah, I'm going to find that one plausible. Let's let's go with the uh, the Simpson, the Homer Simpson slash Sylvester the Cat headcanon to just to be a little different from you guys. Plausible or not? My um, question to you. As as long as you're in Toontown, it's plausible. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure the Doctor could be programmed to have, you know, holes in him. And so I bet, like, Tom and Bellana would totally do that as a gag, right? Program him so that he would have holes and then, you know, get him to drink something and then have it spray out. Like, they could probably do that. That's my new headcanon there, is that <laughs> they do it as a prank. <laughs> yeah, that actually, that that sounds like the type of prank Harry would do. I could get behind that one. Well, and they, they pull the prank, and they get the ship to record it, so Tom can rewatch it on his, on his classic replica <laughs> old-timey television. Yes. <laughs> Such a with his replicated party. popcorn yeah. and exactly. <laughs> watching only public domain <laughs> cartoons or their own stuff so. <laughs> public domain only well there's not really any debate on this one we've uh been pretty clear that i mean we've got pretty consistent theory headcanon for this one so i think as we uh continue on with others we're going to get some a little bit more variation in our head canon. So we, we had to start small, a nice, a, a gentle slope for this first episode. Right. Well, and like I said, I had to do this question because this is what kicked off the whole idea. So they're not all Star Trek. Uh, oh, interesting. So we'll, we'll see what else we come up with. And if anyone else has uh, their own head canon, especially something different than what we have. Find us on our Facebook groups for the Infinite Potato Alliance, and we'll probably even get one for uh, this podcast before too long and, and share thoughts with that. So after our first very brief foray into What's Your Head Canon, Scott, uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, you did a good job in the intro letting people know uh, you can find me as the host of that Star Trek podcast, as well as a frequent panelist on Moon Show. Captain Moon Game Show, Show Moonjo, uh, Captain Game Show, and Cosmic Potato, all shows here on the Infinite Potato Alliance. And outside of podcasting, you can feel free to visit my website at www.planetrisecreative.com and see some of the graphic artwork that I do for fun and profit. Neat. Well, you've already mentioned Moon Show. And you can Moon find Show. my... <laughs> Moon Show. And you can find my Star Trek recaps at superanemic.com. And we can also find you at a few other podcasts on the network as well. Yeah, I'm also on that Star Trek podcast and Captain Game Show. Yeah. As for me, I'm at the point where up and down meet. But I'm also obviously here and, again, various other shows like that Star Trek podcast. I've been on a moon show and in about a half hour or so. Uh, as we record this, I'll be on uh, Captain Game Show. So, thanks for listening, and remember, three out of four people make up 75% of the population. Good night, everybody. I know this place has blown your mind. I must have blown your mind. No, I don't think so.
This has been an Infinite Potato Alliance podcast. Listen to more great shows from the network wherever you find podcasts. Music used is Image Film 010 by Sasha and they found at filmmusic.io and used under standard license. Mind blown, yo.